start of a new era here at Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson coming back to town. Wilson floats it. The pass caught. Touchdown, Denver Broncos. Smith, Parkinson, touchdown, Seattle. Seattle brings a blitz and they get home. I'm not sure Russell Wilson would want it any different than it is right now. Down and an opportunity to win this ball game. Williams to the 46 of Seattle. McManus out to try to be a hero here in week one. Missed it. And the Seahawks are going to win this game. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen what Jacoby. Up, what is it that we do? We get a people! What they want. Before we break down what was a wild Monday night football game, first we have to tell you that in just minutes from this second Bars. right now, Freddie Gibbs will be joining the program. Gangsta Gibbs from GSPN on ESPN in just minutes. But now... Let's talk about the end of the Monday Night Football game. We all know what happened. Fourth and five, game on the line. Russell Wilson on the road in Seattle. What do they do? They let the play clock run down, and then they call timeout to set up a 64-yard field goal. You'll never believe this, Jalen. He missed a 64-yard field goal not once but twice. Now... So much focus is on this particular play, but the Broncos were discombobulated offensively all night long. Three delay game penalties, so many snaps. They snapped it as the the time was just clicking down to one second rushing the snap. Jalen, we're going to get to the Seahawks in a second, but how alarming was this to you that this offense was so sort of dysfunctional? Well, the one thing about Coach Hackett now seeing on the screen when you bring a future Hall of Famer like Russell Wilson to quarterback your team, the one thing you hope that happens is that you can at least manage the time effectively. You hope that you can manage red zone situations effectively. And you also talked about penalties. They had 12 of them, okay? And they also had two fumbles. And so what ends up happening now is you make a poor decision like this, Almost like you didn't follow football before last night. Nobody thought that that field goal was going in. And no. I promise you, here's the thing that I love about sports, that we can openly talk about gambling now. Who's the betting person that thought that that was a good idea? You I mean, see what no I mean? one. Nobody. No one. No, nobody and it also seemed like that was the plan all along. As the clock was ticking, every single person home that's been watching football their whole lives was like, timeout, 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 timeout. And then when they called timeout with one second left, they bring on the field goal unit. I was like, oh, this was the plan all along? Not to have Russell Wilson get the ball in his hands with a chance to get a first down, but to have McManus kick a 64-yarder? That's the plan? So you remember a couple of years ago, um, Matt LaFleur and... Yep had Aaron Rodgers and he basically opted not to put the ball in Aaron Rodgers hands and that continued to be a decision we talked about you got Russell Wilson you just paid him a blank check to quarterback the team allow him to try to win the game for you allow him the opportunity against his own team to try to win the game for you You know what it a little bit reminded me of I can't front because he's playing against Seattle it reminded me of oh, yep. 
the inversion of they're at the goal line, and instead of giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch and letting him punch it in, Russell Wilson throws the ball, and he throws an interception. And mm -hmm. since that day, since that day, I feel like Deontay Wilder, to this day, I felt like there was an expiration date on the relationship. And you know when it ended? This season. So now if you're Russell in Denver, I'm standing on the sideline like, nah, dog, I'm going for this. We going for this against my former team. Not kicking a 60, what, four-yard field goal? None of that, Jay. Nothing of that is Hackett called timeouts in between kneels after the Seahawks got the ball. I'm sitting there going like, wait a second. Are they going to get the ball back? I was like, oh, no, he's just calling timeouts to make them kneel the ball another time. I'm like, what is, what is happening? What is happening here? What is happening here? But, Mr. Rose, we will criticize the Broncos, but I also think it's important to recognize the work of the Seahawks and especially Geno Smith. Shout to Geno Smith because he woke up today feeling like I just beat Russell Wilson last night. Mm -hmm. And Russell Wilson woke up today like, did I make a good decision? And Pete Carroll's like, I showed him I can win without him. And it wasn't gaudy numbers passing. They didn't light up the scoreboard. But you know what he did do? Play like a safe veteran quarterback. They made good decisions with the ball when he needed to. And he didn't lose them the game. Two TD passes. The one thing I was hoping he did is make Lockett have a big game. That didn't happen. It was great yeah, to see Yeah, I know you needed 14 points in fantasy. Exactly. I know you did. Now, you know. there's a lot of discussion today about the Broncos and the decision-making and Coach Hackett, but some of the discussion today is about the way the Seattle crowd booed Russell Wilson. Now, I don't like to paint an entire fan base on the behavior of a, of a, a percentage of the fan base, but what do you think about the way they didn't just boo him at the beginning of the game, they pretty much booed him every time he took the field? So I'm about to give you some game. This is a perfect example of where a nice guy, quote-unquote, finishing last. So let me get this right. I played there for 10 straight years, never miss a game, win a Super Bowl, and there hasn't been a better model for Seahawks football than that gentleman right there. So much so, I got sick of him saying go Hawks after his interview. You see, I got sick of it. You see what I mean? He was invested. And so when they decide to go in a different direction, don't just put it on him. The organization decided as well to go in a different organization. I mean, different um, to go in a different direction. So I thought for, the, for us to celebrate their 12s the way we do and the loud noise that they have, I was disappointed in the fact that they turned their back on one of their all-time greats. And I don't think that was a good decision. And so now, when Russell wakes up today, he's not only mad that Coach Hackett went for a 64-yard field goal, and he's thinking about, what did I do? He's also thinking, I should have been left. That's so, what he's thinking. Jalen, I like the way you say when he woke up today, right? Because when Russell Wilson woke up yesterday and the Broncos were big favorites to win the game, he put on this suit. You know he <laughs> thought he was going to win the game. You don't wear that suit unless you think you're going to win. What do you think about the shiny suit like Puff and Mace? Shiny suit, man! Uh, it's almost like Kanye said, 
it's like the bad boy street team couldn't work the locks. That's what I thought, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's literally what I thought. Um, he was fly. He was fresh. It was great to see him show up suited and booted, but it would have been better to see him perform and win the game. Now, he balled, by the way. Let, let me just say this. He balled. He did ball. They got to the one-yard line, the half-yard line, twice because of him. They got within the 10 in the red zone four times because he got them there. I'm putting the blame on Coach Hackett. Me too. Just have, like, and after goals. the first half, in halftime, say, we're going to get the plays in earlier. You know what I mean? We can't snap it with one second to play clock one every single to go. time. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, it, let's go. Over time and time again, as someone who might have had some financial investment in the success of the Broncos <laughs> oh. in this one, I was like, how, how come we're snapping the ball with one second left every time? In the fourth quarter, like, y'all couldn't figure this out. Very frustrating. And- Mr. Rose, time for us to move on because this is ESPN and there's news about the Cowboys. Jerry Jones says that Dak Prescott, when originally projected to be out for six to eight weeks, could return in three to four weeks. He's not going to be on the IL. This makes little sense to me, given that the man had surgery on his thumb yesterday. You've had surgery on your hand. What do you think about this updated timeline? First off, Shaq Barrett and that defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they bullied the Cowboys offensive line. And that wasn't the first time that he was in that position to get injured. And so when he finally got injured, I remember watching the game thinking, as you just said, he's going to miss about eight weeks because that's how long that injury takes. It's his throwing hand. Yep. It's his thumb. thumb ain't no way around gripping the ball with it. Ain't, ain't no way around ball protection, ball security. You, It's imperative that that thumb is healthy. When did Jerry Jones um, get a get 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 what get medical a, school did he go to? In medicine. What medical school did Jerry Jones yeah. go to? I, I don't so, know. What so new information does he have? To rush, to, hey dog. Hey dog. Here's something that I want everybody to take away from what happened to the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. You can't win it all the first week of the season, but you can't lose it all. Yep. Good point. Can't win it all the first week of the season, but you can lose it all. And for anybody that thought the Cowboys were going to win the NFC, thought that they were going to win the NFC um, East, thought that they might win the Super Bowl, like, that ain't happening. Not going to be able to do it. None of that is happening. So don't try to rush Dak back, Jerry. This is going to take longer than three or four weeks, my brother. Jalen, we have some interesting words from a gentleman you might be familiar with Wardell Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors. He did an interview, and in that interview, he discussed the possibility of the Warriors again adding the services of Kevin Durant. He said the following quote, If you said, oh, KD's coming back and we're going to play with them, I had so much fun playing with them those three years, I'd be like, hell yeah. And he's talking about the franchise, and we all know that Kevin Durant was available this summer making a move to re-add Kevin Durant to the roster. I look at this like, is there a single player in the NBA that wouldn't want Kevin Durant on their team? Like, like, is this news? You ready for this? Especially Steph Curry. Because he did it before KD mm-hmm. and after KD. And now he got his finals MVP. So, yeah, he can come run with me. Sure. And boost my ring count. Absolutely. Sure. Of course he can. And usually 
the elite players in the league, like a Kevin Durant right now, you can't do a list of best players in the league and get past two or three without saying KD. I'm just being real. Usually that player ain't readily available. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. That's what's unique about this situation. Usually the MB, former MVP still in their prime, averaging 30, just ain't readily available. You know what I'm saying? And so, like your point, of course people will want him to come play with their squad, but there's a, um, th there's a balance of adding KD and diminishing your current roster. And that's why they couldn't really get a real trade partner. And like I told you the entire time, he's so very good and I have him under contract, I'm not moving him anyway. So it, it, it's kind of, it, it, it was always unrealistic to me that they could come up with a deal to satisfy all sides to trade KD. Well, I know from you being GM Jalen all summer that if there was a trade that brings Kevin Durant to the Warriors, <laughs> Steph Curry's no longer on the team. <laughs> That's what I know about GM Jalen. If you're on the Brooklyn side of the table, yeah, 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 we'll trade you Kevin Durant. Exactly. But he ain't going to be running with Steph because Steph is going to be in not black and white on the other side of the East River playing for my team. Jalen. Correct. In just seconds. One of the best to ever do it. Friend of the show is joining us. Stars. Who am I talking about? Gangster Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs next on Jalen and Jacoby. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in the Seaport in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, who is joining us it's right now? It's a family affair. G.I. Gary Indiana in the building. Gangsta yes. Gibbs is joining yes. Jalen and Jacoby. What up, though? What up, baby? G.I. out of Detroit, man. You already know. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs, Gang Gibbs is here. Soul sold separately. When can the fans get that on streaming services? September 30th. What should people anticipate when they get this out? Oh man, it's a lot of um, you know, I got you know, I got Grammy nominated last time, so you know, I should go right back again with this one. So Alfredo. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, you're getting a, a lot of elements of the Alfredo album on there, and you're getting, you know, some of the uh, Mad Lib stuff on there, you know, and I brought uh, uh Boy Wonder along on this uh trip with me and that was, you know, real uh, beneficial toward the project. Um, you know, DJ Paul uh, did a joint on the record. Um, man, Rick Ross on there, Pusha T on there, uh, Sway Lee on ooh, there. Ooh, ooh. Uh, who else on that joint, man? He I did this, this. probably the most like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most features I ever did on a project, man. So you know what I mean. And it, but but it, it it served me well though, cause I got to work with different people and really uh you know get to like really you know spread my wings a little bit. Money bag yo on the single with the too mm -hmm. much. You know it's what available I mean? right now. Too much anywhere you listen definitely, to music. Definitely. But also, there's there's range there because you yeah. talked about Moneybag Yo doing yeah. a song with Rose, doing yep. a song with Pusha T. Mm. What is it like for you knowing that you're one of the most versatile MCs in the game? I think I am the most versatile uh, MC in the game for sure. Um, so, um, you know, I think that um, I really wanted to display that on Triple S. So that's why... I, um, you know, um, went in a lot of different directions and challenged myself musically. I got a song with James Blake. <laughs> mate. That's my mate. <laughs> Shout out to James Blake. 
So you're from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. You know, it's 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 Chicago adjacent. So you yeah. become Gary, a Chicago Gary. sports fan. Yes, and right um, I want to talk to you about your Bears. Didn't look great from the first Justin half. Fields. Little weather situation, but came back and got the win. How do you feel about your Bears right now? Um, you know what, man? It's like I'm just trying to just like. I feel the same way Jalen feel about the Lions, man. I'm just trying to just hope so. I'm hoping something happens. I'm praying for a miracle. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we got that rain in there, and I think that rain kind of helped us, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I like Justin Fields, man. I think that he can improve, and hopefully I think that he can improve and, you know, take it to be a top-tier quarterback. That's really what we need, man. We got to – if he can develop into that leader that we need, then we good. I think that, you know, we just got to put some pieces around him. I have to ask you. DeMar was killing last year for the Bulls. Hopefully they get healthy with Caruso. Lonzo's not going to start the season. What do you expect from your Bulls this year? Um, I expect us to be top five in the East. You know, I say that. I like Cleveland right now. I'm going to keep it real. Mm, No doubt. I was just just with DG yesterday, and I was telling him, I was like, I like, you know, y'all team, man. It's it's, it's." You know, it, it, I, I like the energy y'all got. I like the Donovan Mitchell trade. That was Me good. Um, Mobley. They got a squad. I think they're they going to do, gonna do something. Squad. I got to talk to you about the Bulls a little bit more because they re-injected some life into the franchise last season. Started out great. Remember how you were feeling about the Bulls early in the season? <laughs> yeah. My question for you, are you concerned about them sort of being a five seed, a six seed over and over and over again and sort of being that dreaded middle? I think that <clears> – <throat> You know what, man? Um, Demar and uh, Zach got off to a good start last year, and I think if they just keep that best duo in the East, you know, energy going, I think that they, you know, they could do some things. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, Wait, I'm it, sorry, I'm sorry. Did you say best duo in the East in the East, beginning? Like, in the beginning of the oh, season, oh, Demar they were and Zach. Like There's a, some other 30. duos out there in the Eastern Conference. In the East, they was the best. In, they was the most efficient duo in the beginning of the season last year, though. Okay, they was balling. They both was, okay. they both was pushing. They both, before before Zach got injured, we was balling, man. You know and what I'm Zach saying? Zach got and that they, bag this off season. I yeah, he got that back. At least he stayed there. He could have dipped. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But he got the bag. He stayed. So, you know, and I believe in I believe in Billy Donovan, man. I like our coach. I have to, I have to ask yeah. a follow-up like question here. I have to ask this question. There was something really strange that happened this summer. Giannis Antetokounmpo was asked about playing for the Bulls, and Ooh. normally he's so polished, and, and he usually just says all the right things. Giannis. And you when always he was, rap about the Bucks, and you always rap about the Bulls. I can't wait to hear this answer. Please go keep it to Giannis Jacoby. is so polished and so media trade. Normally he says the right thing. I love the Bucks. I want to play with the Bucks the rest of my career. But he left the door wide open to join the Bulls. Wide open. Hmm. When you hear that, how do you feel as a Bulls fan? You know what? I love that. For the Bulls, and you know what, man? I, one day I was, um, I think I was, uh, I was coming out of out of my uh, crib in Chicago, and I was walking down the street, and it was right when the Bucks won the championship, and they rode a Milwaukee Bucks bus, championship bus through Chicago, through downtown. Oh, and I was like, huh? So, nah, man, like that that stung right there, man. We got to get our lick back for that. Alone. So if we got to get Giannis to get our lick back, then we're going to get it back. You just gave us some NBA breaking news. For the (laughs) Bucs, after they won the championship, ride through Chicago flexing? Man, I came out the crib. I came out my crib downtown, downstairs, and I seen a Milwaukee Bucks bus flexing downtown. Wow. 
Because I feel like the Bulls are kind of like the Knicks, like iconic franchises where the league is just better when they're successful. And the Bulls were successful last year. The Knicks haven't been successful since like I was born. But I was like the Knicks. <laughs> no, it's just like it, it's good when they're good. So I would love to see Giannis with the Bulls. I would just love to see it. Well, we love hey, you, dog. We appreciate you. Take care of yourself, and we'll be hitting you to come back on frequently to yes, Jalen and Jacoby. Soul sold separately. September 30th, Jalen and Jacoby will be back right after this. Game two of the WNBA Finals tonight, 9 p.m. on ESPN. The Sun look to even the series against the Aces. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. Every day we acknowledge another day, Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. Well, wrongfully detained, now 208 days. And as the conclusion of the WNBA season is happening right now, and we're going to celebrate that and enjoy it, it's just hard to ignore the fact that one of its best players, who's a champion, just missed an entire season, and her team could literally be playing in the finals. So we wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. It is now time for News That Matters. Jalen, you played 13 years in the NBA. However, I've played for like 25 years in rec leagues. And this is a rec <laughs> league story, so I love it. Drake bought $100,000 championship rings for winning his rec league. Bought them for the whole team. Mr. Rose, what do you think? I think that's a boss move. And for anybody out there, anytime you can buy yourself a nice gift, you do it. Matter of fact, I need to go buy me a couple. The rings and things we sing about, we can bring them out. Jalen and Jacoby. See you tomorrow. See tomorrow. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, what off know? wax, you revealed something to me yesterday, which is just shocking. Shocking. It's a violation of everything I know to believe about fandom and about sports gambling. I bet on the Lions plus five and a half points against the Eagles because of you and the relationship <laughs> that our relationship has brought to me with the Lions. We come to the Lions more than any other show, even shows in Detroit don't cover the Lions as much as we do. And while I was talking about that, you said to me that you bet against the Lions. So I've been thinking about this a lot since yesterday. To me, it's if my, I think your head is that if my team loses, I'll be emotionally damaged, but at least I'll financially gain. Is that what you're thinking? Correct. And so the one thing about rooting for your team is different than rooting for the line. Those are two different things. So I didn't bet for them or Michigan. Because I bet against both of their lines this weekend. I didn't bet for them to lose the game. I just bet for them not to cover. But you understand the option. You have an option of not betting on it, too. Just so you know. On your there's thousands of different gambles that you could make. Thousands of them. Why don't you just stay away from betting against your team and just so you can root for them? I know. And, and the crazy thing is I bet against both of them. They both basically covered, Michigan covered their 30-point spread. 
and the Lions didn't lose by four, four and a half. And I'm going to make it up to both of them by going to both of their games this weekend. You're going to both games? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Who does Michigan play, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure who either one of them. I'm not even sure who they play. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have the producers look that up while we talk. Some that, more. But that, I was that, shocked. That's real OG fandom. I don't even care. I don't even know. I was who they absolutely play. shocked because I've been at bars with you on a football Sunday where they've got every single matchup on screens, every single matchup on screens, and all you do is stare at the Lions game. It's all you do is like, like there might as well be only one TV in the bar. That's how much you care about the Lions. Just please don't bet against no! the Lions anymore. Please don't bet against the Lions anymore, okay? Can we make a pact right. that you won't bet against the Lions anymore? You know one of the funniest things ever is when we were in Buffalo and we was at the game with Conway and Monty Caesar and the whole fam that was showing us love. And we both bet on the Lions that day. They was playing yeah. the Bears. And I'll never forget, we looked up and they was down like 21 zip. Like and it was like the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacoby and I looked at each other and we got mad that they was losing. And then everybody else was like, y'all bet on the Lions? <laughs> Lions to win? <laughs> and it, another thing that was great about that game is they were playing the Texans. And, like, that game was over in the second quarter. That just, it just turned into a party. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it wasn't a nail biter yes. where everyone's yes. sitting there watching the field. Yes. It was just like, this game's over. This is a celebration of the Bills. Yes. And good for them. Michigan plays UConn, so I think you'll be fine. I think you'll okay. be fine. Okay, I cool. think it's, it's always good. Just like we picked the Texans game to go to Buffalo for, the, the UConn game is a good one to attend at, at the uh, the old Ann Arbor big house. Jalen, a couple other things I wanted to discuss with you that we haven't really gotten a chance. Oh, wow. Wow. Michigan is a 46.5 point favorite. See, those numbers, see, that's what I'm those saying. Those are the ones why you, I, would bet on, I would bet on UConn real quick. I'm betting you on UConn. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now before the line changes. You see like, what I'm They're saying? not going to win by 47 they points. Not, if, they score, if they score a field goal or a touchdown, that's they ain't going to cover but that. But I'm you, if Michigan gets up by 35, second stringers, third stringers, freshmen, like you, you get some playing experience for people at home. But, but look at it like this. This is how I looked at the one. This is why I didn't bet that they was going to cover the 30 and a half. If UConn score one touchdown, they ain't covering. I mean, my thing is, if you're up by 35 and you're Harbaugh, you're not leaving the starters in. Like, you're not even trying to score. You're just trying to get reps for younger players. Correct. So, so, you know, like like the the walk-ons can say, I played at Michigan. You know what I mean? Correct. Oh, man, this, this is silly. I'm literally betting against Michigan right now on my Yeah, phone. man. Those lines <laughs> are line, too high. That you, line's got look, to If change. you really look at those college lines, I'm like, man, I'm betting against that, dog. Straight up. No, this can't be 46. I can't find the game. They won't let you me like, bet let on me it. Where is it? Bet. like, let me hurry up and bet. I'm about to hurry I, up Yeah, I can't find it. I can't find it. No. That's crazy. That's, now you see what I'm saying, dog. Oh, that's the featured games. Yeah, it's not in the featured game section. I'm gonna have to search for this or something. I'm I'm gonna make this bet before I move on in this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, here we go, Connecticut plus forty six and a half. Oh yeah, I'm, there we go, there we Come go. On, Boom, it's in. It's already in. It's already Come in. On, Sorry, Wolverines, love you, but exactly. forty six and a half. I can't not gonna be able to do it at forty six and a half. So Jalen, what up, though? Danny Ainge said that Utah players didn't believe in each other. 
He said, what I saw during the season was a group of players that really didn't believe in each other. Like the whole group. I think they liked each other even more than what was reported, but I'm not sure there was belief. Huh. This is the same Danny Ainge just traded the two best players in the team. So what do you, what is that? What do you, you translate that for me? You know, you know more uh, about the league than, uh, than uh, anybody in my phone. I got an easily translation. Cap. That's cap. Yeah, well, That's I cap. think when you, you have to tell the fan base, Correct. this is why I traded the two best players. Because here, yeah. think about what you said. They liked each other. In other words, I'm not going to feed into the fact that they probably didn't like each other because people they are going to talk about didn't. that. They probably but they didn't. didn't believe in each other. So it's like a semantic. That's basically the same thing as a teammate. Like and belief is, is basically the same thing when you're trying to win together. Yeah, but I, I, but on my rec league, like I feel like my teammates really like me. But if I'm open for three and I got the ball, they, they, really, they really go for offensive rebounds a little bit harder. Right. You know they don't you know believe I mean? in you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love I, I I what's going on in Utah is just so interesting to me. Is it is there someone that we could talk to about that? Do you know anybody? Yeah, we try to get D Wade on the show and talk to him about it. What about one of the current players? Let's Maybe talk for to Jordan Clarkson show. about it. Let's, let's get Jordan Clarkson to let's talk get about it. Jordan Clarkson on the show. I would because I think he's the best player in Utah right now. He is. He is. He's their best player. He still get buckets now. He Let's get game. Jordan Clarkson. Let's get Jordan Clarkson on the show to talk about it. It's That's one right. thing I have to do. It's only That's right. one thing I have to do. Jalen Rose, um, there's a lot to discuss in the world of sports. But a couple things I want to discuss with you is my cruise experience. I went on the Disney cruise with the family, yeah. Disney Wish. Yes. Yes. Went to the Bahamas. Went yes. to Castaway K, yes. a Disney private island. Love it. Love had it. a great we need more time. Of this. Love had it. Had a great time. Went went to went to, went to Disney World. Let me tell you something about Disney World. A little secret for everybody going to Disney World. They messed up my reservations, right? So I get there. It's hot. It's hot. It's Florida hot. And it's like 11 in the morning. We just got off a three-hour, two-hour flight with the kids. Kids are so excited to go to the park. Can't get in. Gotta talk to this person. They send me to this person. They send me that person. Now been an hour. Kids are melting in the sun. They start crying, right? Talk to this person, that person. Finally talk to the final boss. Final boss. We figured out a way to get me in the in the in the gates, right? We figured out a little loophole in the system to get me in. However, this is my advice for everybody going to Disney World. They're great at customer service. And if they mess up your reservation or something gets messed up, they make it up to you to you by giving you lightning lanes. Three. They gave me three lightning lanes for the day, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna be here for three days. I want three for every day for my whole my whole posse." Guess what? They did it. Done. I didn't wait for anything. Love. Disney Disney Genie, the big rides that you can't get in the lightning lanes, but they, they did it last time. The same thing happened to me. And my advice to people is, if your reservations are messed up, you might want to engineer it so it's messed up. <laughs> and get those passes. That's my advice to everybody. We had a great time. Shout out to the Disney Corporation. Shout out to Disney Cruise. That that was amazing. Well deserved. Jalen, you see what Carl Anthony Towns said? What did Big Cat say? I love this one. I'm going to make sure I get the quote right because it's so good. Man, friend of the show came on the show. Said he was going to win the three-point contest. 
Yep. Two days later, won the three-point contest. Did it. Done. He said, uh, quote, I think I'm one of the best offensive players and talents the NBA has ever seen. Mr. Rose. What up, dog? Carly Town saying he's one of the best offensive players and talents the NBA has ever seen. Your thoughts? He got more work to do. He, he ain't ready for that yet. And the, the one thing I want to say is, if you talk about potential and or skill, we haven't seen a seven-footer like him win a three-point contest that can also block and change shots at the rim. So he is a unique talent. But something happened this offseason to elevate his game, but also mask something about his game also. And that's that he really don't want to bang consistently and play that five spot. It's a good point. And and so if you look at it on paper, you will hope to be honest in the league of pace and space where your fours and fives are going to be in a lot of pick and rolls and they're going to be required to guard a lot of wings and points that you wouldn't be going with two seven-footers in your starting lineup because that's what people are going to be doing to them all day. But the balance of it is it takes Carl from having to bang like a center. And so based on that, he's talking about now that should also add to his offense. That's why and he's so very excited about it. To be fair to him, like people always pull one part of the quote. He he was saying that Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive talents. Correct. And he's one of the best offensive talents. And putting them together is why they did that. But it is an indictment on his defensive abilities that the franchise, the front office, and the coaching staff got together and said, let's give an unprecedented haul of future picks to bring in Rudy Gobert, a seven-footer, when you already have a seven-footer on the roster. Like it, it does tell you something about the hole in his game. Um, and I also, I like the confidence, you know? Like, there's, there's humility, there's overconfidence, and there's, like, you know, and there's too much humility. But, like, if you're going to err on one side, err on the side of being overconfident. Agreed. You know? But I also, you always have a good first reaction. The first thing you said was got more work to do. Like, before you start talking about one of the best offensive players in the history of the game or offensive talents, you know, let's put let's put some championships up. Let's put some MVPs, some scoring titles. Got more you know work I mean? to do. Yeah, got, got more work to got do. Got more work to do. Got more work to do, dog. We got some more work to do. We will be back with another dope pod to step to. If you're listening to this right now, we're getting to the end of the pod. After Jalen says we're not done for the second or third time, you call 985-80-Jalen leave us a voicemail. Because Friday we're doing all voicemails. We're doing voicemails every day. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the beat